So if you have your Bible, I'm going right to the word of the Lord, the book of John chapter number 5. St. John chapter 5, I'm going to read two verses of scripture beginning at verse number 5. John 5 and 5, the scripture says, And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. And when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? Verse 5, we are aware the scripture tells us that he has a 38-year-old infirmity or uh, problem in his life. But the Bible says in verse 6 that the Lord is aware he's been a long time in this case or in this condition. I want to preach tonight with the help of the Holy Ghost for just a few moments on this subject. A long time case and an on-time God. A long time case and an on time God. Would you lift your voice and your faith with me right now? And let's ask the Lord to minister in this house tonight. God, I thank you for your presence, your power, your anointing that is in the sanctuary. I thank you, God, for what we have already felt for anointed singing, anointed worship, God, anointed people. Lord, your word is anointed. I'm asking that you would anoint the ministry and the delivery of your word tonight and anoint us to receive and respond in faith, by faith, and through faith so your will can be accomplished and your kingdom advance tonight in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, would you take a moment and lift your voice and clap your hands and give the Lord some praise in this house right now. God, we honor you. Well, let's give him that praise. Amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated in this setting of scripture. It is the time of the feast of the Jews or celebration of the Passover. And Jesus, like many, many others, has come to Jerusalem. But I find it interesting that he does not make his first stop, the synagogue nor the palace. But rather he goes to the hurting and the hopeless, which was an indication of his design and purpose on coming to our world. The scripture said he came to seek and to save the lost, to bind up the, the sick, to heal the sick, and the brokenhearted. So he goes to a pool called Bethesda located by the sheep market where sheep are kept and sold but he's there not for those particular sheep but for a different type of sheep and he walks up to the pool to find a host of helpless humanity. The Bible indicates that residing within the, the shadow of the five porches are three groups of people. There are the blind secondly the hog and thirdly there are the withered those that had particular members of their body that are non-functioning or paralyzed. They are mentioned because they are the least able to help themselves. And thus they would lie the longest waiting in the porches. Victims of these afflictions took the pains to come far. Some of them had to be transported there and they waited and they waited. The Bible said they waited for the moving of the water. They would lie in wait for that 
one moment that the waters would be troubled. For an angel went down at a certain season and would begin to trouble the water and whoever was the first in the pool was made whole of whatever disease or affliction that they had. Amen. Oh, notice the angel stirred the water, but it was left up to the diseased individual to get themselves in the middle of the moving of the water. It reminds me so much of how God operates. He will furnish the miracle. He will back up his word. But you and I must furnish the faith and the action. I've discovered God's not going to do everything for me. But if I will do everything that I can, when I've reached my extremity and gone as far as I can go and done everything I know to do, it's then that the power of God steps in and begins to do what I cannot do. I believe we could sum up the entire word of God with this simple yet powerful phrase. If you will, God will. If you will, God will. Hallelujah. One of the people by the pool was a man with a grievous medical condition. His infirmity left him incapable of using his limbs. Jesus found him by the pool waiting to get in, waiting on the waters to be troubled. And the Bible is unclear about how long the man had been lying by the pool. But it does tell us that when Jesus saw him, Jesus knew he had been a long time in that case. In what appears to be a very elementary and unnecessary question, Jesus asked him, Sir, would you like to be healed? Will thou be made whole? Jesus wants to know, are you just want to, you want to stay here? Amen. Do you want to be made well? Or in effect, do you want to remain where you are and how you are in the condition that you are in? Why such a question? simply because God will not override your will he will not do something you don't want him to do I, I hope I don't get in trouble here tonight if I do it's been great knowing you but believe it or not I've known people in my life who actually prefer to stay in their present situation that's known and comfortable and familiar rather than risk what's involved and in being delivered and set free and healed. Some would rather have the attention that comes with their affliction than the hope that's being offered through the healing. They thrive on the negativities in their life. They live for everything that's going wrong. I was reminded of the man who was once uh, uh, once asked, he said, I used to think I wasn't going to make it. He said, then I started thinking positive. He said, now I'm positive I'm not going to make it. That's the one some people are. And Jesus said to him, I want to know, are you sick of being sick? Are you tired of spending every day by the pool watching somebody else be blessed and watching somebody else be healed? And you're here year after year, day after day. Would you like to be healed? He said, I have nobody to help me. And while I'm trying to get in the pool, someone steps in ahead of me. Amen. Despair and discouragement could be heard in his voice. He had been there so long. He had failed too many times to get in. He'd become so disillusioned by the water and so discouraged by his condition that he failed to recognize that the one that made the water and the one that could heal his body was standing right next to him, inviting him into a miracle moment. Hallelujah. He had been such a long time in that case that I feel like the longevity of his condition had worn down his hope of ever being healed. Time held him captive. But Jesus said to him, 
Sir, take up your bed and walk. And then without any angels stepping in the pool, without one ripple in the water, when nothing was moving, when nothing was happening, immediately he took up his bed and began to walk. It was his time. When time was his enemy, when his problem imprisoned him, what he could not do in 38 years, Jesus Jesus did in one powerful life-changing moment because it doesn't matter how long you've been sick how long you've been bound how long you've been away from God how long you've been in the battle your long time case is no match for the power of God I feel the Holy Ghost right now hallelujah Hallelujah, I come to tell somebody even if it feels like nothing is moving, you can get a miracle tonight. I feel Holy Ghost in this house. Somebody worship him right now. Somebody praise him right now. Somebody's leaving here with a miracle tonight. Time, it can be a, a, a great friend of being a cruel enemy. Amen. It's, it's a great healer. It's, it's a lousy beautician, but it's a great healer. Amen. It's a wonderful thing to have on your side when you're trying to accomplish a goal. But it can have a counter effect when you, when you feel like you're praying for something and it never happens. When you feel like I am stuck between the promise of God and the performance of God. And in those moments of waiting, we got to remind ourselves of this one powerful yet somehow overlooked and forgotten truth that God is eternal, that God is not bound nor restricted by time. Amen. He had no point of beginning, yet everything begins with him. He will have no ending, yet in the, in the end, everything's going to bow before him. He is the creator of time. It was under his watch that time started ticking. He didn't just watch the first sunrise he made it it was his incarnation that divided time it will be God that declares that time shall be no more therefore the same element you feel trapped in and the same element that you feel like is working against you God holds in the palm of his hand he tells the sun when to come up he beckons the moon out of hiding there is even a biblical instance when a man stood in a valley and said sunset still still moon did not rise and God stopped time to secure a victory for Israel what I'm saying if he has that much control over time he can do with it what he desires and manipulate it to answer your prayer what I feel like telling somebody is what has or has not happened in 38 years has no bearing on what God can do for you right now Hallelujah. He's not the great I once was. Or he would say, check back with me later. Amen. He's not the great I once will be. But God is the great I am. Not I was, not I will be, 
but I am. And because I am, I am ever present. And because I am ever present, it's not too late for me to heal your body. Because I am ever present, it's not too late for me to fill you with the Holy Ghost. It's not too late for me to answer your prayer and supply your need and give you a miracle. But while God is in full control of time, he's going to make himself subject to your faith. He will not do it if you don't want him to. He cannot do it if you don't believe him for it. Because unbelief is the one thing that binds and restricts God. It boxes God in. Amen. It limits the God that has no limit. Amen. But when he comes into an atmosphere like this that is charged by the power of prayer and the power of worship, the miraculous is simply inevitable. That's why it did not matter that the woman in Mark chapter 5 had an issue of blood for 12 years. She touched the border of his garment and immediately she's made whole. It did not matter that the woman in Luke chapter 13 has an infirmity for 18 years and could not stand up straight. The Bible said Jesus touched her and immediately she's made straight. It didn't matter that Sarah was 100. Abraham was 100. And Sarah was 90. Always thought about that be an interesting Facebook status update. Looking for a nursing home next to a good school. Amen. They still gave birth to a promised child. It didn't matter that Lazarus had been in the grave for four days. Long time needs and long time cases are no match for the power of an ever present God. God can do it now. I'm going to take a step further. God wants to do it now. I wonder if there's anybody in the house that has some now faith that believes that God can do it now. There is one word in the New Testament that leaps off the pages of me. And when I read this word, there is a miraculous change of events. It is the word immediately. Matthew 83, immediately the leper was cleansed. Matthew 14, immediately as Peter sang, immediately Jesus caught him. Matthew 20, two blind men cry out, immediately he touched their eyes and immediately they begin to see. Mark chapter 1, Simon's mother-in-law like sick with a fever. Jesus took her by the hand. Immediately the fever left her. Mark 2, a man lowered through the roof of a house. Jesus told him, take up your bed and walk. And immediately he walked. At 16, suddenly there was a great earthquake. And immediately all the doors were open. Acts 2 said, and suddenly there was a sound. In a moment, what I feel like telling somebody is God is about to give an immediate answer to a long time prayer. I'm going to say it again. God's getting ready to bring an immediate answer to a long time need and a long time case. But my question is, how are you going to respond when it's your time? Are you going to be like the man in the pool that says, I've been here 38 years. I've watched other people get the Holy Ghost. I've watched other people get a miracle and be healed, but I haven't seen it yet. Or will you say, this is my service. I'm rolling up the bed mat. I'm leaving the pool because today 
day, God is going to give me a miracle. I'm going to go a little bit further. If you knew in the next few moments that God was going to heal your body, if you knew in the next few moments you were going to get to a miracle and receive the Holy Ghost and get a prayer answered, how would you worship God right now? How would you praise Him if you knew this is my time that in the next few moments... God was going to do it for you. I feel that kind of power and that kind of miracle working power in this building right now. I'm going to go even one step further. If God had just healed you, if God had just filled you with the Holy Ghost, if God had just gave you a miracle, how would you worship Him? Why don't you praise him like it's already done? Why don't you praise him like the walls are already down? Like you've already received the Holy Ghost. How can I do it? I'm doing it on faith because he's a God of his word. If he said it, it shall come to pass. I got a feeling God's going to do for somebody what he did for Abraham. While you're worshiping, the ram's going to show up. While you're praising him. Amen. The miracle's being tied to the top of the mountain. He's ready to do it now. He's ready to This is not time for I remember when faith. It's time for some now faith. Now I can receive the Holy Ghost. Now I can be healed. Now I can be delivered. You ought to take your neighbor by the hand and just lift it up right now and begin to worship. God's getting ready to give a miracle to somebody in this house. It's been a long time coming. It's been a prayer you've been praying for a long time. But God's saying, now's the time. Now's the time. Now's the time. God has already given to you, some of you a word of what he's going to do for you and do in your family. You could be just moments away from it coming to pass. Why don't you exercise some now faith? Come on, at this exact moment, you can be healed of your disease. You can repent and be baptized and receive the Holy Ghost. You can have victory. You can have a breakthrough. Your family can be put back together. Your mind put to ease. Don't limit him. Loose him right now. Come on, let your faith go. It's your time. It's your moment. Do not let your calendar dictate God's capability. The normal restrictions of time do not apply to the God that created time. He can do it now. 
Come on, there's a miracle power in this building right now. I know some of you are praying and worshiping, but I feel like asking you two questions right now. Do you really believe Jesus healed the man at the pool? Do you really believe that the Lord's coming again? Well, if you got the faith for something he did 2,000 years ago, and you've got the faith for something he's going to do in the future, why not pull the faith of your past and the faith from your future into this service right now and believe on the way to the altar, I'm going to be healed. On the way to the altar, I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost. I'm going to get a miracle now. You ought to start speaking that name. You ought to say that name right now. While you're speaking that. How long will it take for God to answer your prayer? The Lord said it shall come to pass. Before you call me, I will answer. And while you are speaking, I will hear you. That means he's big enough to heal you before you get to this altar. While you're still trying to tell him what you need, he's already met it. While you're still trying to tell him what the problem is, he's already provided. While you're still still trying to tell him even all the situation, he's already moved on your behalf. Before you call, while you are speaking, I'm jumping ahead of time and I will hear an answer. Right now, right now, right now, right now, if you believe God will work a miracle for you, I know there's people already in this altar, but if you have a a need from God, a need, amen, that you want God to meet right now, whether it's healing or salvation, something in your family, a prayer you've been praying for a long time, I'm asking you to take a step of faith to this altar right now. And the ministry of this church is going to pray. And God is going to respond. All he needs is for your faith to come in agreement with his ability. He's got the power. He's got the ability. Let him do it right now. Do not restrict him. Lose him. Because the next moment is waiting to give birth to new life and new hope. Don't let it be a moment missed. Let it be a moment maximized. Come on, now is pivotal. Now is pivotal. Now is pivotal. Don't miss your moment. However mundane, however usual a moment might appear to you, the miraculous can be unwrapped in one moment. Why don't you make a contact of faith with somebody nearby you right now? Maybe all is well in your world, but there's some people in this altar that need a miracle right now. They need God to step on the scene now. Amen. You ought to make a contact of faith with him. Come on, there's healing. Hallelujah. I've got stories I can tell you. Amen. God can do it. Now!